Do you think that there's um, microphone covers that look like penises? Because I feel like, you know, every time you put it in my face, I feel like it would just be more fitting if it had like a penis cover on it. Okay, how would that be more fitting? Well, that <laughs> makes me feel. <laughs> okay. I don't know how comfortable I feel with my woman saying that it would be more fitting <laughs> if a penis was in my face. It could, it could be a black one. Yeah? <laughs> that make you feel better? I mean, would that make you feel better? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is that is that how we're starting this episode off with you saying <laughs> how it would be more fitting if you had a black <laughs> penis in your face during this podcast? Goodness gracious. <laughs> So, (laughs) (laughs) have you been? So we're an interracial couple, (laughs) just having a good time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Back after being away for a little bit, we missed you guys. And Mm -hmm. uh, as some of you may know, we were dealing with some personal things. A person, you know, is that we can talk about it? Yeah, Yeah, good. I mean, you you can talk about it. Talk about it. Um, We lost my mom. She passed away suddenly. Um, I've been thinking about how appropriate it is when I think when people say we lost somebody mm-hmm. that they love, um, you know, cause like, I guess that's just what it feels like, you yeah. know, like, and I don't know, I don't know what happens after this life. I don't know what I believe. You know, I don't think, I do think we're energy, so I don't think we're created or destroyed, you know, but I feel like that's about as much as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does feel like in the current iteration of life that you're in, that when someone passes away, like you lose them, yeah. you know, at th- in that moment, like you have them, you have their memories, you have their love, but you don't have them. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's tough. It's tough to deal with. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. It is a bummer. I was um, fixated on the way you said we lost my mom. And not on the we as in you and us, because like clearly uh, as close as she was to you, she was like super close to me and this family. I've knew this woman for 21 years. Uh, you know, Ansley talks to her mom like every single day the whole time we were together, which means I kind of had her ear every single day to some degree, mm-hmm. you know, and especially with FaceTime. Like I saw this woman every single day. Yeah. You know, and um, she's super impressive human being, one in a billion type of a person. And everybody felt this way she's one of these people that she has with you this super compassionate genuine loving relationship that you think is so unique that she couldn't possibly be having this relationship with somebody else but she's literally having that relationship with every single person everybody she has a relationship feels special for the relationship they have with her Mm -hmm. right and you know, so when you say, like, we lost her, like, this is a person that, like, we really lost. Like, not just, you know, you, not just me, not just our kids, but all of her friends and all of her, her family. You know, it's 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 uh, it's one of those things where as, as devastated as I was, everybody that I encountered, part of me was like, okay, let me... Let me be strong for this person because they lost someone who was devastating to lose. I felt like everybody was like, like her good friends, like her, her, her best friend came to the viewing and was like, I was going to be the rock for you guys, you know? And she was like, she was like, but look at me, you mm-hmm. know, like. Yeah, it's tough. That was tough. And it also made me think that, uh, you know, like all these shitty people out there where if you're in a room and you're like, you know, we lost Todd, and I'm like, no, you lost Todd. (laughs) 
Todd was a dick to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to say I was hoping, but I was waiting. <laughs> Just waiting on Todd to go. But yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is, you know, for for you, for us, for you so more, um, this this is like the, f- you know, not not today's not the first day of the rest of your life, but, you know, like since that, you know, like, you know, or, or, or which, which, which day in this process feels like, okay, this is the first day of the rest of my life now because this is a new world. Yeah. You asking me mm-hmm. which day does? Um, or did or does or? I think immediately it felt like a different world. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And every day it just, just the reality of like, the the permanence of the change is hitting me over and over again. Yeah. Like which yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have uh shared with me their stories of loss, you know, because of, you know, just just talking about it, you know, like it opens that up to other people. Yeah. To be an um and I that that's the other thing that I think has struck me with it. Like like everybody loses people. Everybody has a mom mm-hmm. that possibly they've lost or, or dad or you know or somebody like Finn was telling me that the older person oldest person in the world is 120 years old and they've outlived all of their children wow and I was like that's insane and like their kids could have lived to be 90 easily yeah and you know and like still they outlived like I don't know like that just like blew my mind like thinking yeah. through that like you think the person that is 102 was uh, 102 is a little bit of a bad burrito? They had kids 120. at 120. 120. Oh, okay. Wow, 120. Yeah. 120. Yeah. Yeah, the kids could have been. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Don't even have to be a bad burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a person who waited a little to have kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is pretty wild. That is pretty wild. Also, too, it's um, you know. She was your your mom was a, like almost like a mascot for our for our, our lives. Oh, for our family, yeah. For our whole yeah, our family, and, and it was she, uh, yeah. You know, like just just to put it out there, I mean, this woman was super impressive. She was the first female head coach at West Point. She was coaching the men's gymnastics team. No, the women's the gymnastics, gymnastics team. Gymnastics they worked team. together, but she was yeah. the women's coach. Okay, so so the first female she was the first female coach. Yeah, is how it would be qualified. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So. Remember that as a Jeopardy question. Yeah. You know, the first female coach, and then there's, uh, I guess, we have to figure out who the first female head coach is, and we have to tarnish her reputation. Well, she was the head coach of the women's team. But does she get credit for being first female head coach? I have no idea. I wonder how that works. Yeah. I wonder how that works. Like if she, and, and again, if, she, if, if another woman does get credit for it, yeah. Will tarnish her reputation and get her canceled. Okay. There's no way she wasn't racist. <laughs> There's no way that woman doesn't have a blackface picture somewhere. Uh-uh. <laughs> We're going to dig. Yeah. We're going to dig deep. Yeah. We're going to dig deep. And, you know, it also kind of, um, you know, sp- like spawned like a, a, a transition for even this podcast because it was one of those things where we kind of realized that we're holding back on so many of the things that we love and adore just because we didn't want to bog down this comedy podcast with our fitness lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and, you know, but again, that's what, you know, Ansley's incredible mom was. I and mean, she was, you know, like a, a, a mascot for not just like the, the kindness, the compassion and the sharing, but just like 
the fitness and the competition and just you know this this us the way we support each other you know yeah. it was she was our biggest our biggest fan and you know i don't know necessarily of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean but for for us yeah for our family <laughs> she was our biggest fan you know she she also thought we were hilarious yeah you know, it was you know but is there anything else you wanted to say before we get into some of this um i don't know just go hug your mom yeah go hug moms that lady. yeah take care of those moms please do please do all right all right now that you're back from hugging your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so here's how we're going to start. We're going to start with, uh, is there anything that you've been obsessed with lately? Oh, well, I've still been trying to become supernatural. Yeah? Yeah. And um, what I've been working on recently to become supernatural is you've got to, so you've got a certain amount of energy, right, in your body. Word. And it, and it can get stagnate, stagnated into you. Heard and that. your energy become can become more like matter. If you're if your your you know your chakras are clogged up, mm-hmm. your your matter and you're a little bit heavy and like you can't make that chemical reaction to make your to take your matter into energy, which is you know your energy is your light and your wavelength and what can connect you to the beyond, right? Yeah. So in order to I've got a tip for you on how to move some of your matter into energy. You think I know how to move my matter? You don't think I know how to move matter out of me? <laughs> well, it's not. It's you got to go up. Are you going up or are you going down? Of course I was going down. I was pushing that matter no, out of me. No, 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 Sydney. You need to ejaculate into your into your your brain. You need yeah? to. Yes. You're talking about a come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So All right. so you need to you need to you need to start with pulling that perineum up. Yeah. Like deep in your anus, you know, your sex muscles. You, if you don't know what a perineum is, you're you're pulling that up. <laughs> you think people are like, "Oh, my sex muscles." <laughs> <laughs> because when you said perineum and then you said your sex muscles, I was like, "I don't know if I know what a perineum is." <laughs> my sex muscles are my feet. That's what I use to push. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, where where are my sex muscles. No, your first chakra, like right at the tip of your anus, like okay. like right down in there, like like what's connecting, what's rooting your 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 anus to the ground. So like, you start like that taint area. Taint, yeah, yeah, yeah. You squeeze the taint. You gotta pull that taint up into oh, you. Pull it up. Yeah, pull because most of your your matter, your energy can get stuck in your first two chakras down That's there. That's why I was gonna push it out. It's right there. No, you gotta pull it up. You're gonna you're gonna just you're just gonna shit out all your energy. I mean, I, I think no, that's what I was going to no, do. No, 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 no. You, you want a squatty potty for that? <laughs> so you want to pull it up and you want to suck in your lower abs. Now you're like, so you've got like your, your spinal cord, you know, is connected up to your brain, right? Word. And um, you've got a tube that goes up from everything. I don't remember the name of it, but there's a tube that goes up through all of this. Is this true? Yeah. Was this like uh, the movie Being John Malkovich where there's like an elevator that goes <laughs> like, what is in this tube? Are there little people inside you and controlling you? What's, what is happening here? No, no, no. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. All right. So suck your perineum up, suck your lower abs up, and you're going to squish your energy up. You're going to think about it going up all the way up to your body. And it's going to go all the way up through the back of your spine into your base of your brain. And take your finger 
dig a little hole in the top of your head. Like put your nail in there so you can really feel it. Okay. Because when you take your finger away, I want you to feel that spot. All right. All right. Now you can take your finger away. Now you're going to squeeze everything up and think about getting to that point, right? Okay. Now, when you're ready, now release everything. Relax. Now you're going to take a deep breath in through your nose and you're going to do the same thing. Just suck everything up and hold it up there and then let it go. Now this is, now you're going to repeat doing this. Yeah. And this is going to move the energy that could be stuck in your lower chakras all the way up to the brain. And you're going to you're gonna fire your energy level and you're going to find a new wavelength yeah. and you're going to really connect. It's like a reverse fart. Yeah, you're farting up to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Okay. I can definitely do that. That makes so much sense to me. Okay. Like, I've, I think there's a great way to explain it, too, for the layman. <laughs> yeah. You know? Just, like, f- fart up. Fart up. Fart up. I guess you could, if you're if you're good, you could probably do a come up. You come up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it the first time. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. So, that's that's you've been doing that? Yeah, a little bit. How often have you have you been uh, farting up your body <laughs> <laughs> today? <Yeah. laughs> now I've been thinking about. Now I teach it. <laughs> Thank you for joining my seminar. <laughs> I've been learning about it, you know, yeah. and like today was the first day I really practiced it. How long did you do it? A car ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> This this is the thing though with these with these like so meditation is and breathing techniques and all that stuff you know like sometimes it's hard to set apart set apart like like the guy that does talking about it's like oh I set apart like two to three hours because I don't want to get interrupted right yeah. that sounds overwhelming to me right now yeah. right but a quiet car ride you know I can practice some of this and it's better than nothing you it know is like I was looking at a post that's like you know you save you save you know, $10 a day and it's over $3,000. You know, like little things really add up. Yeah. Like you read 20 pages of a book in a year, you've read 10 books. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, so start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. Anthony starts in the car ride home. I've been getting really, I've been, lately I've been obsessed with lawyering. Law- Just being a lawyer. Because you know, oh, I've been watching the George Floyd case yeah. and it's not even about like where you fall on the guilt or innocence of it. It's just, Watching these lawyers go at it, mm-hmm. it's been really interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because they're good lawyers, mm-hmm. and it's just like I'm just so hype on that right now. I just want to, I just want to lawyer everything. Did you hear that? Um, you know, making the murder, making mm-hmm. the murder. Did you hear that he's getting back into court? Oh my god, this might be my calling. Yeah, they. Um, you think I could represent him? Maybe. You gotta be like in the beginning of each. Like, dude, we just got to fart up and we got this. Just <laughs> come on, just me and you. Come on, just trust me. Trust me. Squeeze your sex muscles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They found um, witnesses that saw you know, the nephew. Remember what Macy was? Dassey. Dassey. Yeah. They saw him and some other dude pushing the car onto his junkyard. Uh-oh. So now they've got, and, and the state knew about this. Yeah. And the state said when the person, the witness called and told him, the state was like, no, we already know who did this murder. Yeah. And now they've like got this proof. So they're going back to court. They f- they framed a murderer for murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah. But then the other guy, I guess, is innocent. The 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 fat guy, the uncle. The one. That, yeah. Is he because is he the one that they saw pushing the vehicle with? 
No, so they they don't they haven't re- they don't know who this other person is that was pu- pushing the, with the with the nephew. Yeah. They just know that um, this proves that the mate the murderer was framed. Yeah, and he shouldn't be in jail because he's framed. Man, I, I gotta I gotta put in some calls and see if I can represent him. Yeah, get on it, dude. I could pr- I could definitely probably get him more talent. <laughs> like <laughs> keep him. I could keep him in prison for sure. <laughs> you yeah. want to keep him? Yeah. I just want. I just want to. I, I just like the way lawyers ask questions. Like I, I noticed what they do is um, they kind of like they they take the wind out of a person's sails. Like when they like when a person says something, you mm-hmm. know, like like a person. So I'll give you an example. So I was watching them lawyer up the uh, one of the the there was a woman, a white woman who was an EMT who was uh, a witness. Yeah. To this, and. He the the whole entire time, the defense is trying to discredit her memory. Yeah, because she's basically saying that she remember like she remembers that the EMTs because again she was off duty, but she remembers that the EMTs took like a long time to get there, Mm -hmm. right? And she's trying to say either through her experience that either the cops didn't call the EMTs or the dispatch the cops called were negligent in them and relaying the message to the EMTs for them to get there because like response time is always fast. Like three minutes is the response time. And they were right by a fire station who also responds to these things. Mm. So they could have been there in a matter of seconds, right? Yeah. If that place wasn't already on a different call, theoretically. So, She's saying that it took like this uh, an exorbitant amount of time, and t- it's like to her recollection, it's like not it, it never takes that long, right? And he's like, you know, were well, you sure, you know, that your memory was okay? Like, was your and he starts questioning all the things that she said in her statement, yeah, to like question to make her memory look fraudulent, yeah. And one of the things that she said in her original statement is that the cops were on top of a small, skinny black man. Oh man, it's not a small skinny black man. No, and it's like you could just see you can just see when they got to that it was just like her face was just like you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. She knew it was coming. Yeah. She knew it was coming. But and she didn't want to read any of her statement either. Yeah. So then he kept like finding these things that he was that were different that she said in the moment that were clearly wrong cuz we had video of it, which is crazy. She was one of the people videotaping. Yeah. She didn't watch the tape. Yeah. You know, like her explanation for why she thought it was a small, skinny man. And she was like, well, when there were three grown men on top of him, it made him look like a small, slender man. And I'm like, it made him look like a fucking giant. Yeah. Taking three men to hold him down. He had three adult men on him and you could still see all of his body. Yeah. Yeah. He was gigantic. Yeah. He's a gigantic man. So. It was just like, and again, it's like not to, not to, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything in the case. Right. Right. That that has nothing to do with guilt or innocence. But it's just like the way the lawyers just like worked their way into that and got that. It was just like, holy shit, this is fun. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's been, yeah, I definitely love a documentary that shows like goes through the court case, like and how it unfolds. And like when I was watching, um, the, uh, the lady who was like the first, 
she was like when worked with the serial killers like the lady that befriended the serial killers and um she was uh you know she was part of that study um with how you 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 know like what makes a serial killer mm-hmm. you know and um mom <laughs> yeah it's always a mom yeah go hug your mom yeah um, <laughs> or she'll make you a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> what comes first you hugging your mom or she making you a serial killer <laughs> I don't know. and um like she went like there was a couple times when she was put on trial and she was talking about how the lawyers on the other side got her because you know like like they just they made her look quacky because it was you know it was back in the 70s and the 80s and it was like you know therapy and like personality disorders weren't really like taken seriously and it was like and you know they were just so good at making her look like a nut you know dude they're good yeah and they're good for both sides too and i'm like i'm watching the defense and then the prosecution and it's just like i'm watching defense and i'm like this guy's gonna walk yeah this is insane. He's going to fucking walk. And then I'm watching the prosecution. I'm like, oh, you're going to die, Chauvin. Yeah. They're getting you. Yeah. They, so here, here's another um, example of a fun one. So they were, they were like I told you earlier, how they were like uh, cross-examining, um, what was it, a, uh, a use of force expert. Yeah. Right? Which is funny to me that there even is that. Yeah. No, there's an expert for everything. Yeah. It's, it's like, like no, nah, yeah, no, nah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. It's like, you know, no, I was a little too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, dude, whatever. So the defense, this is the defense's witness, right? Which means they found an expert to say what they want this expert to say or that believes, right? Which is the other crazy thing, right? Like you just find a dude that, like, yeah, and like that, yeah, like you you find people say anything. Yeah, and they're also paying these people for their time. Yeah, right. So they're paying witnesses, they're pay- which is a crazy phenomenon in the court system because it's like, I mean, which one of you guys are going to pay me more? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say, what, 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 what do you want me to say? Yeah. Now, what do you want me to say? All right, here's my Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> well, whoever gets their money back, sorry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, that's tough, right? So they, they're talking to this use of force expert. And again, it's the defense's witness. So when the defense is talking to him, they're asking, "Do you objectively feel like the force, the use of force, was was um, necessary and adequate?" Right? And they focus their their line of questioning around whether or not George Floyd was resisting. Right? And another thing that they were trying to really get in the mind of the jury is whether or not. A, uh, a police officer is allowed to escalate use of force. Like it doesn't have to be, what they're saying is it doesn't have to be directly proportion, proportional. So he even he even said, so if uh, somebody on the street, you're, you're dealing with somebody and they start punching you, you don't have to get into a boxing match with them. Right. Like you can pull out a baton or pepper spray or a taser. Yeah, you stop it. You, you, yeah. You escalate it to the point of stopping. Exactly. And only then. Like, excessive force is beyond what is necessary to stop the situation. That sounds right to me. Okay. Right? Okay. So, that, that that was the nuance, right, that they're trying to get into the mind of the jury, that it, it was as per training and directly in line with raising force to the level necessary 
to stop, to to calm a person. Yeah. Like, so the one thing that they were that they were saying, the defense was trying to make the point with this use of force expert, is he was saying that a knee on the neck is doesn't cause pain. Which <laughs> is you like, want to be like, okay, you get on the ground, let me put my knee on your neck. Yeah, it's just like, no, 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 dude, just say knee on the neck out loud and watch what your body does. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't think that causes pain? That causes pain to say. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And like, and, and I'm watching along and like when he said that, I was like, oh, they're going to get him on that. Mm-hmm. This going to be, and now I have to watch the prosecution crush them on that. Yeah. He crushed them on that. Yeah. But then, uh, wait, what was, I, what was I telling you that the prosecution fucked up on? The foot on the ground. Oh, yeah, the foot. But, yeah, see, you know, but it was just like, dude, it was just like the, the going back and forth. Like, I'm just like watching this back and forth, just loving it. Yeah. Just love, just watching lawyers. Yeah. You know, it was a crazy thing to watch, talking about, like, lawyers and who can buy people off and, like, what money can do for mm-hmm. this kind of stuff was um, the latest thing that came out about Woody Allen yeah. and his court case. So when they when they did this, they had, um, and the his his daughter said that he sexually assaulted her. She went to, um, I think it was in Connecticut, like New Haven or something, like the child behavioral specialist place there, you know? And they interviewed her to see if she was making the story up or if it was reliable so that they should go to court with it or not. And I forget exactly how many times they interviewed this girl. Remember, she was like five. Yeah. But it was like, it was over seven times maybe like as many as 13 yeah and they were like they were like um yeah there was inconsistencies like we're not going to court and he he released that information to the press like wait what do you mean he released what information to the press? that that his court wasn't going to be that his case wasn't going to be prosecuted like that these experts found that his case didn't warrant a trial like yeah. woody allen the person being accused was the one that was given that information and told the press about it. Dude, when you have access to a publicist. Dude, he, he, like, I would love to know how he pulled those strings, like, behind the scene. Like, what it was. If it was just, a, a, like, a ton of money, or if it was, like, I know this and that. You know, like, I, like well, how what, what, those people so you mean were like how he got that information? No, like, how he manipulated the whole situation. Well, I mean, it just sounds like he got information. No, no, but no, but that's sorry. That's so. So you like so the you never interview a five year old child over seven times on a trauma that they just okay. So 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 I got some questions I have to ask. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. Okay, so the people that interviewed her over seven times were they hired by Woody Allen or were they hired by? the people trying to take Woody Allen down. They were not hired by anybody. They're like state people. Okay. But, but first of all, you're not supposed to interview a child that had a trauma that many times. Yeah. Like you're re-putting. How many, how many times can you interview them? Like twice. Yeah, because like you don't want to talk to a kid more than twice. No. Just about anything. No. Yeah, right? So, so like, yeah. And second of all, these people that did these interviews like, for it was weird because it's like a, it's a weird thing to because like once you can get a child to talk to talk about something more than twice they start to see talking about that as a sense of currency yeah and she probably just 
ruin parties for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just at birthday parties like, my dad wrote a bunch of good movies and raped me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get for your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> my dad won an Oscar, an Oscar for raping me. You know, it's just like, <laughs> and wow. Like, and like he tried to do, like they, like they, they did exactly what you're saying on the lawyer thing. Like they tried to say her inconsistencies they claimed were that she talked about a train set in the attic where he did this mm -hmm. and that she just watched a train go round and round. And he was like, there wasn't a train in the attic. And they were like, that's why she was inconsistent. But when the mom, like, you know, back back then, like in the 80s, all these rich people had video cameras and like videotaped like everything that yeah. happened. So the mom videotaped okay. the girl. I thought you were going to, for, for <laughs> a split second. <laughs> no, no, for a split second, I thought you, was going, you were going to say that they had one of those old school video cameras in the attic. Yeah. And they look from a profile, they kind of look like a train. Oh, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I thought, I, I thought this was... I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. No, <laughs> but like good. the mom like was always videotaping all her kids because yeah. she had like 10 kids. And like w when the, from the first time the girl talked about it, she was like, there was a train in the attic. Like brothers and sisters were like, there was a train in the attic. Like we looked for her. There was just a train in the attic. Like there was a train in the attic. Yeah. But like for whatever reason, the lawyers were like, use that. And Woody Allen was like, no, there was no train in the attic. That's how we know she was lying. You know, like they just picked something that yeah. it was like, oh, obviously. But then also the people that did these interviews, like, so this was like a state institution, right? Like it yeah. wasn't like nobody hired them, but the people, the actual people that did these interviews, all their notes disappeared. Like they were all fired. Like their lives were like. You think Woody Allen was sneaking in the files and stuff, pilfering notes? No, I think he, he, he got to the pe the bosses. And the bosses were like, burn them, you know, or something like. I don't know. I think Woody Allen has a posture of a dude who's like sneaking through <laughs> files. You know what I mean? Maybe. He yeah. looks like somebody who's really good at like hovering over a filing cabinet and like sifting yeah. through <laughs> and quickly grabbing what he needs. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he has, that's why he wears glasses. Yeah. He's constantly squinting in the dark. <laughs> Eliminated files. <laughs> you, play, you think he did Watergate? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. might have. I I don't know that man. That man did. A, I don't know how he got away with the stuff he got away with, though. I wouldn't be surprised if every time files come up missing, Woody <laughs> it's Woody Allen. <laughs> 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 I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they always say that they can't find any of the fucking footage or any of the um, data from the moon landing. Mm -hmm. It's Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody Allen's got Bigfoot too. <laughs> <laughs> Woody Allen's got. <laughs> <laughs> man. A little, yeah. He's a little oh. Woody Allen. Mm, yeah, he's good. Yeah, the boy's good. Yeah, he is, man. I'm, not, I'm like, he's like a, a phantom of some kind. It's like you can't get that guy. Yeah. Well, he was. I mean, I knew he was. Oh, yeah. I knew he was always big, but he was like, he was like our version of royalty. It seemed like. There was a time, you know, and of course, you know, we we weren't necessarily cognizant in that time. Yeah. But it seems like he, he like was New York the, City the royalty. Man. Yeah. He, he was. Um, I think he was he was royalty beca because he was he was held up on a pedestal by the industry that we held up on a pedestal. Yeah. Like Hollywood held Woody Allen up on a pedestal. Yeah. So, you know, that's. Like we hold, if we hold Hollywood on a pedestal, yeah, and they're holding Woody Allen on the pedestal, yeah, I guess he's our god, yeah, right, yeah, it's weird, it is weird, yeah, and we have to convince ourselves of all these things that absolutely were not true about Woody Allen, like we had to believe that he was actually a good athlete at a point in his life. <laughs> That's what he used to say. He was that he was athlete. a good athlete. Yeah, he was like he would like oh he, he never played anything organized though. <laughs> he was just like a good athlete around the neighborhood. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he was like really good, like really good. He was supposed to be really good at baseball. 
Really? It's like, dude, you if you it. would you would your back would your spine would crack apart if you swung a baseball bat. Yeah. Like, yeah. What were you good at in baseball? Yeah. Because he always he's like one of those people that always looked like he looked from our lifetime, like from the day yeah. we were born. Like he's always looked the same. And it's always. not like it's not like, oh, he never aged. It was like, oh, he was never young. He was Benjamin Button. Yeah. Like, I feel like he'd probably be good at getting ground balls. He's because so he's like so, so you know so you know but he's also he'd get it and just like run off the field with it yeah. <laughs> he'd golem it yeah <laughs> he'd just golem everything he's just like, <laughs> pretty my pretty was that a gopher <laughs> what the fuck was that that was woody allen yeah he plays outfield in a tweed jacket <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's uh yeah so it's uh all right we're we're coming along how you liking it so far <laughs> coming up yeah 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 you're liking this uh so, uh, oh, okay. So, Howard, what are you? What is your new? Uh, not, not fitness craze, but pull ups. Yeah, I guess like, what, what are you doing to that body? Yada 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 yada. Do you see your daughter with her hands over oh her head, waving gosh. them back and forth? That was so <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> so disturbing. <laughs> so, so I got to tell this because this is absolutely absurd. So. My daughter goes to my daughter says I got to go to the potty, and my my she does it like a kid does it. So she doesn't say I got to go to a potty and then goes into the bathroom. And goes she goes and as she's sitting on the potty, she's like I got to go to the potty, right? <laughs> and then uh you know like it was our, like we have a downstairs bathroom that doesn't have a door, yeah. right? And um when she's like I got to go to the potty, it the way she said it sounded like the beginning of so i start going potty yaddy 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 and she was like on the toilet just dancing with her hands <laughs> over her head. just like no what have i done what have i done <laughs> all right yeah but anyway what 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 new thing are you doing to that body yaddy 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 i'm pull ups i'm doing the pull ups yeah you got a little pull up group i got a pull up gang yeah it's like uh, the 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 sisterhood of the autistic pull-ups. Yeah. I'm going to do them. <laughs> so how, how's it going? How, how's it going? What are you doing? Pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just, right now we're, we're just getting started with it, but um, you know, we've been talking about it a little bit and now yeah. we put it into action. So what, wait, what is the, what is the goal? The goal, everybody's got their own goal based okay. on their, like their starting point. Based off their BMI yeah. and their arm length. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically it's like, to do unassisted pull-ups and you pick your own number that you want to be able to do in a row okay. by the end of the month. Uh, is there anybody that is looking for just, just to do an unassisted pull-up? Well, there is one person that hasn't ever done one, but their goal is to do five. Woo! Yeah. They're Get going big. There. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's an astronomical increase. Yeah. From zero to five? Yeah. I mean, multiply that by any number. Yeah. You know, pick your number. It's a million times. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you know what? It was a, I had a cool conversation this morning because um, we did it this morning. You know, um, that, like, you know, this has been their goal their whole life to do one. Mm -hmm. But, like, this time she actually believes in herself. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, when you get with the autistic sisterhood, mm -hmm. you can do anything. Yeah. Like, you can literally make anything happen. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. So what? what, what is, um, like... How are you doing? You're just hopping in and doing naked pull-ups? Are you doing assisted pull-ups? Well, we're still trying to figure it out. Like, right now, to this point, like, we've just been doing, um, you know, either either unassisted, as many as you can, or some with the bands. We've got the bands going on. Mm -hmm. um, 
And like today we were pulling, you know, getting up above the bar and letting ourselves go down very slowly. Oh, um, you guys yeah. are you guys are researching this or making it up? I mean, a lot of this stuff I agree with. I just I'm wondering how you autistic broads came up with these ideas. Oh, we just came up with it. Are you and serious? then and then today I was like, Sydney's good at pull ups, so I'm like, Sydney says you got to keep your feet in front of your body, not behind. Sydney mm-hmm. says you can't arch your back because then you won't be able to use your lower back muscles. And um, I was like, I, th- I think Sydney would like us to, you know, s- do a slow, come down slowly. That seems like. Yeah. And I was like, I'll go talk to Sydney about this. All right. That just got more autistic. That's yeah. sweet. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that whatever my high functional autism is, is helping. Yeah. Like via spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's the thing, though. Like we're, we're just we're, we're in action. Right. You know, like yeah. like. Just put some goals in action, you know, like, you know, like, like, um, I probably shouldn't, um, I was going to say Jordan Peterson. I don't want to, you know, make anybody feel, but, but, um, he has some, he has some solid tips. It's the same thing people say about Hitler though, Ansley. (laughs) (laughs) Hitler came up with universal health (laughs) care. That was his, that was his idea. (laughs) So are you sure you want to go this path with Jordan Peterson? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, one of his big things is that you've you've got to just like you've got to point your direction. He says it better. I forget how he says it, but you got to you got to pick a direction, like point your arrow, you know, where you, well, you want your, point goal. your arrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I and, you know, it might not be the right arrow. You can adjust it over time, you know, as you learn more, as you get further into your goal. But to get started, you just got to, you know, you got to shoot and you got to pick a direction. You got to you got to start. You just got to come up, do a come up. You got to do a come you up. You got to do a come up. Yeah. Up. Up. Direction is up. Yeah, the That's direction we're is up. The arrow. <laughs> yeah, apparently. We're going up. Everything I'm doing right now we is started up. Started from the bottom. Yeah, we're going up. We're going up. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I'm not really doing anything particularly new right now. With two monkey feet. I guess yeah. I was doing that. I was doing that. I, I bought. Listen, I'm a sucker for a sick product. Yeah, a you sick are. Fitness product. Yeah, you are. I can't help it, but especially when I know it's going to add to the quality of life. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, our life pretty much revolves around fitness mm-hmm. right and if you see an advertisement for a piece of fitness equipment that you can attach to your feet and put weights on it sydney's <laughs> got it i gotta Sydney's have got two that. of it <laughs> i got two feet you're gonna call it the monkey foot <laughs> i just like that yeah i was gonna buy that no matter what it was <laughs> you're gonna buy a monkey foot of course what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> get a hairy paw in the mail so you would have been like, yeah. This is pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> Anzi, I bought a monkey foot. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, I would have, th- I thought that about the, the actual piece of workout equipment. It's like whatever I got, it was going to exactly be what I thought it was going to be. And I was going to be so happy for that purchase. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, it's this contraption where you can, you can clamp it onto dumbbells, which means you're kind of un- unlimited for how you can adjust the weight. Because mm-hmm. as long as you have the dumbbells to do it, you can adjust the weight for that. And so today I was, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, so did you, did you see that, um, video of, uh, like Tim Butterly from the, from the, uh, bachelor party weekend, yeah, which yeah, by the way, I, I was part it. of the bachelor party weekend, but I got there late. So I missed some of the stuff. So I didn't get to be in that video, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing it. There's a very funny comedian, Tim Butterly, shout out dad meat, shout out Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Just shout out war mode. That's who I spent my weekend with. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> great time. What a great time. And uh you know, Tim was doing this this little act out of what it looks like if a man gets raped by another man missionary. Right? <laughs> of course. So basically imagine that and I'll put two 
weights on the end of their feet. Yeah. I was doing that workout today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting raped by a man. <laughs> I'm strengthening my rape defense by a man muscles. I just thought you were going to be getting raped better. Yeah? <laughs> yeah I don't you, know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, th- you call that a rape? This is a rape. Yeah. He just like, start pulling him in. Yeah. <laughs> you start raping him. Oh. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. You're going deep. He's <laughs> 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 like, oh, can I, can I stop? Like, yeah. <laughs> man, what would... How crazy would it be if like he sued me and won? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like you better listen, if you penetrate, you're penetrating. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I'm trying to come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, that's that's that that is something that I'm looking to do. I'm looking to you know, strengthen my hips. I gotta strengthen those hips. I was just thinking about the lawyers for your case. Yeah? <laughs> you think who would you wanna represent as a lawyer? <laughs> Um, um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not into representing the, you know, the guy that breaks into the house and then gets shot and then sues the other person. Like, I don't, I don't like yeah. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like the equivalent of like when your dad catches you smoking and makes you smoke the whole pack. Yeah. It's like, I caught you raping. I'm gonna make you rape the whole butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you call rape all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Teach him a lesson. I'll never rape again. <laughs> oh, no, you won't. <laughs> it's just like, like <laughs> this is, okay, we're going here. So, <laughs> so, so he comes from all the raping, from yeah. all the, 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 my self-inflicted raping, <laughs> and then I just hold him there. Yeah. <laughs> just wait for him to get hard again and just re <laughs> It's like, this is never over. Oh, shit, I'm cramping. <laughs> from, from all this uh, raping myself, pantomime, and I'm doing, I'm starting to cramp. <laughs> were you really cramping? I yeah, thought you were really. cramping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let that let let that out. Let that <laughs> out. That would be something you'd really have to consider. Uh, you might need um a camelback during this, <laughs> this <laughs> rape lesson that you're teaching. Put some pickle juice in it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> have just to wear one at all times because yeah. you never know when it's gonna happen. <laughs> you gotta be prepared. <laughs> oh my god! For the people that are watching this right now, they're also watching me deal with this rape as we're riffing this. Just listen. Leave no riff behind. <laughs> you're dealing with the rape, not the cramp, huh? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, we're just flowing. <laughs> we're just flowing. Right? This new format is fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, way easier than, like, you know, trying to, like, find topics and shit to talk about. Because now it's just, like, anything that's in our mind that's stuck <laughs> can come out naturally mm-hmm. through the flow. A lot of coming. Dude, think about how often you've been watching that Woody Allen documentary and it just came up today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just easy flow. Yeah. Easy flow. So uh, we go... Uh, okay, so I, I, this for, this format has a lot of options, mm-hmm. right? So we're just going with we've only done a few of our options, which is crazy, mm-hmm. right? So um, any we're we're we're, we're kind of closing down now. But do you have any uh, any stories from from the week or from recent memory where you felt lucky to be jacked? Um. Oh, geez. Um, nothing's popping in my mind. Why do you have any? Uh, I mean, not particularly. I mean, you know, I felt I I do like I I know I said it before, but I felt like uh, you know, dealing with a with a tragedy. It kind of, I, I'm kind of 
happy that we were fit. Oh, I've got one. I feel like I feel like I kicked this uh, vaccine's ass. Oh yeah, you fucked it up. Yeah, it didn't get me. Yeah, I trained jiu-jitsu twice. Yeah, I sweated it out. Dude, I knew that. I knew that fucking vaccine wasn't taking you down. Yeah, I knew it wasn't taking you down. Yeah, this is like man, like other people were like, oh my god, I was out for like two weeks. It's like, dude, I like I can't say it now. But as soon as Ansley gets it, I'm going to call you a pussy. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Like, I'm not, I don't know yet for sure. Yeah. Like if she even gets a sniffle, you're off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty sick. Ansley got the vaccine. I am not getting the vaccine. Yeah. You know, we feel a little different about that. But that's like the beauty of this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to. You know, we support each other no matter how different the thing about us is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh, which is. You know, that's what's up. Like, um, I guess uh, climb. We did a lot of climbing while we were away. Climbing at Boulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. Well, okay. Yeah, this is okay. So there was some Boulder climbing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was there was something I was hyped up on last week because I stumbled upon uh, not just the fact that climbing is about to be in the Olympics, but I stumbled upon some of the events that are going to be in the Olympics, and mm-hmm. now I'm obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm a climber. I'm a, I'm a lawyer climber, basically. Yeah. You know, and uh, so bouldering is an event in the Olympics and me and my son have really been getting into it and watching it. And while we were up in New York, there was there was a pretty uh, it was a wet day and we were climbing a boulder and my son just got up to the top of the boulder and he was like, Daddy, come up. And I start climbing up the boulder and it was like so wet and slippery. And I just like I felt like I was going to fall. I was afraid to reach up and I was kind of clung to the boulder, just kind of just like hanging in there. And I eventually was able to climb up after Mm -hmm. all that hanging. Mm-hmm. You know, like burning my muscles out from clinging to that boulder. Mm-hmm. I was still able to climb up. And I was just like, if if I wasn't in shape, my son would have had to see me as a different human. Yeah. Like he's still probably processing how long it took me to <laughs> get over my fear of slipping four feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it, that was a weird feeling because like it was not a far fall, but it felt terrifying to fall off that boulder that far. Yeah. It was strange, you know. <laughs> But um, you know that, that's really it. So at the so again, and here we go, Ansley. Uh, we're gonna close this down. How was your quest for enlightenment this week? Are you enlightened? Are you close? If if you are enlightened, what is it like? If you're not, how did you miss? Well, I'm ejaculating into my brain, so I'm very much on my way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah, yeah. No, I feel like um. In all seriousness, you know, like with with what we've been through in the past two weeks, mm-hmm. like I I don't know if I'm enlightened, but I want to be enlightened because I want to be connected to the spiritual world because, you know, that's where love and energy and people that leave this world are. Yeah. And I want that. Man, that was deep. Yeah. I don't even think I want to say anything after that. <laughs> I think I said we're ending this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is two Jack Bros. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Yeah. Like this right. is what we I mean, we kind of started out like a long time ago kind of like this and we kind of got away from it cuz we we fell into the silliness a little bit. But it's but now that we're we're focusing on us on not just us but on like what we can give back to people. Yeah. I think this is a better feeling format. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So look forward to that. A shout out to our uh, to Chris Bruno on an amazing wedding this oh, weekend. Oh, congratulations. 
Congratulations, Chris. Man, this wedding had a macaroni and cheese bar. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, trust me, you know what that is. <laughs> it's exactly what you and like. So the options to put in your macaroni and cheese that was shrimp, which do it. Yeah. Because how often do you get to put macaroni and cheese in shrimp? Yeah. Crab meat. Mm, that's where I went. That's where you went. But you also tasted some of my shrimp, so it's not yeah. like she didn't get a taste of the shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then uh, there was, uh, of course, some vegetables. There was uh, some spinach. Some There's garlic. There's big chunks of garlic. Oh, that was. You I got the know. garlic in yours, yeah, didn't yeah. you? That I, I I saw the garlic and I was like, maybe it's a little too fancy for me. Like maybe I don't need garlic breath. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then I tasted yours. Yeah. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. I should have got the garlic breath. Yeah. It's not like we wouldn't have fucked anyway. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, we didn't because I had to leave this. Because <laughs> you went to get raped by some <laughs> dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I needed to go test my rape muscles. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I had to leave this uh, uh, reception and then go finish out a bachelor party weekend mm-hmm. uh, from my boy. Shout out to Matt McCusker again. And, uh, Man, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This was the most wedding weekend I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. There's a lot it was, of love out there. It, it was like it was like uh the the perfect wedding weekend for Sydney to experience. It was like a deconstructed wedding weekend. <laughs> where cuz we missed we ended up missing the service mm-hmm. for the for the first wedding. But we went to the reception. We got there on time. And so we went to the reception. And then I went to a bachelor party. I only did the fun parts. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Dude, I mean, I just feel so lucky. <laughs> and not lucky that I missed the ceremony. I mean, right. For all I know, it could have been an amazing ceremony that would have added to the value of the weekend. Yeah. You know, but it's just, again, like, I just had a bunch of fun with people that I care about who were ex- experiencing... It's like people that I care about celebrating people that I care about. Yeah, yeah. No, it was awesome to see, to be at a family event where people were just outpouring their love mm-hmm. in support of one of their family members. Yeah, you know, it like was, that was amazing. It was not only amazing, but it was like for us, it was very timely. Yeah. You know, because I, I really felt like it helped you ease us back into our natural world. Yeah. You know, after, you know, like being in almost like a stasis for two weeks of just like like of a constant like disbelief yeah you know and you know it was one of those things where it was just like uh again with with somebody who is so uniquely special you can't move on from this person this person is gonna like your your mom again so so i i have to say this because people are hearing me talk about your mom and i'm like "It's, it's her mom like why is he talking about her mom like this and again, she this is the one in a billion type of a person. And so when Ansley called me and told me the news, uh, when I got off the phone with Ansley, I immediately called my mom and my stepmom because Ansley's mom was a part of the extended family. Like everybody loved her, you know. And my mom, she said to me, uh, she goes, I'm, I feel so, so bad for you. I know you've never had somebody so close to you die and her mom died just a year ago a year and a half ago and i lived with her i lived with my grandma but my mom understood the magnitude of this relationship because she could feel with with her limited experience 
how special that connection was for her, how special she could see that that connection was for me and, and us and just the family and just, you know, like this, this was a magical woman and everybody that experienced her was, was lucky and, and felt that way. And we're talking about, like my mom is a bad burrito, which means as a mom, she doesn't want any other woman taking precedent in, in her son's life. But again, she's always been supportive of you and she was perfectly fine knowing that your mom was the matriarch of our family. Yeah. You know, she even told me many times that she felt lucky that Anthony's mom was the matriarch of our family. You know, that's that's like my mom like lives to be the matriarch of family. She a bad bitch. Yeah. You know, and she gladly uh, relinquished the, the, the crown. Um, so, again, um, you know, shout out to everybody that, uh, you know, stuck by us in this two-week hiatus. I hope you came back and enjoyed uh, what we had to put down. I hope it connected with you a little bit. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the shout-outs. We'll do some shout-outs. Let's see. Let's see. Are we still here? We're still cranking. We're still cranking. Um, I'm so nervous that everything's just going to go out. What do you think about headphones? You want to try some headphones? I don't know. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, how, we'll see how fancy and updated we get. <laughs> All right. So, shout-outs to Mike, B, uh, Mike Butler, Mike Levy, Lizbot, Doc, Kevin Stevens, Julian from Canada, Kevin Lau, Mary Jo Butterly. What is up? Thank you so much. Shout-out for being there for my wife. I really appreciate you. Nicole, Raj, Janelle, Courtney, Rick, Keith Butts, Andrew Pace, Kyle. She appreciates you, too. I'm just doing the shout-outs right now. She tends <laughs> to not interrupt. <laughs> I don't want you to think that I'm speaking for her. You know what I mean? Like, Anthea is a strong, independent woman. Ha, she's fierce. Round. <laughs> yas. Well, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what weird, I don't know what weird empowering sound to make right now. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Just continue. Okay. Uh, Andrew Pace, Kyle Hancock, Erica Daniels, Levi Mercer, Justin Masabi, Ezekiel Elias, Logan Ryan, Roger Down. Joe, Rob, Joe Francis, and his girlfriend's company, Saved by the Reef. They're probably married by now. Who knows? Get a little some pandemic nuptials. Didn't write us. No big deal. TJ James, what up? Our man down under holding us down. Nick Cupsey and his two books, Lost in the Mail and The Five People You Meet in Wawa. This old guy still don't remember who you are. Hope you made it through the pandemic. Hope you didn't get canceled. Chris Bruno, Kevin McGran, Graham Hoffman. Again, Chris Bruno, congratulations, man. Yes. You did it. You linked up with the person that you care about, that you love, who loves you, and you guys made it happen in front of your parents and loved ones. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, Oh, by the way, Chris Bruno, the first time that bell was rung to make you kiss, <laughs> guess who did it? I told him. <laughs> <You> told him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Oh, oh, also, if you noticed that people were doing a rhythmic clap, I kind of manipulated that, too. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. It's... um. Well, okay, uh, Graham Hoffman, Chris Tucker. Uh, Chris Tucker, I just noticed that his uh, their company is expanding a little bit. and They're doing something with vegetables, too. Vegetables. Yeah, I got to look and see what that is. It looks cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, go, Tucker. Mother Tucker's Beef Jerky and now Mother Tucker's... Uh, vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be dried vegetables or what are going to be, but yeah. they, I'm excited to see what they are. Uh, Sean Dowdy, too, who reached out, and uh, shout out to you, man. He reached out to, to see if there was any... Uh, seafood. He he works at a seafood distributor, and he oh. was like, you know, if you guys want some seafood to like, Aww. you know, it's <laughs> like, dude, he's the man. Like yeah, these people, oh, like these great, great people. Guy Patterson, Brian Buckner, who you know kept me entertained. With, yeah, <laughs> I love everybody. Tiscani Rodriguez, Sean the Boner King, King of all Boners, our man John Montag, 
And um, a new guy, I'm going to add him right now, Sam Aman, artist on uh, Instagram. I don't want to say his, his, his name wrong, so I'll look that up and make sure I have it right for the next time. But um, just probably people. Probably people. You're currently listening to Melissa Vile Kingdom and her band Circadian Clock. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our Patreon. Uh, Bye.